Welcome into episode 39 of the Gym Podcast. We have been on that mental health, self-esteem, uh, I'd say kick. Kick, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, for the last few episodes, but we're, we're kind of getting back more into something that um, I guess more in line with some of the things that we've been talking about before. And we have a, I mean, I think this is fantastic outline you've put together. A really good episode on the leader versus follower idea. Um, we've talked about this on our other podcast, Think Deeper. So if you're not familiar with Think Deeper, make sure to check that out. We've talked about this idea of, you know, church leadership. As a matter of fact, you and Jack had a great one on preachers and church leadership while I was not there. Um, really good episode just with you two on this. And so something we've been talking about for a little while yeah. uh, and, and really thinking about, but get us into the outline, I guess, something ba- that you've put together. Basically, sh- we're asking the question, should every young man strive to be a leader? Because, you know, you hear that there's two types of people. you get the leader, you get the follower. Yep. And... Yeah, should godly young men strive to be? Should every godly young man strive to be a leader? And as I was thinking about this, this episode, I was putting this outline together. I got to think about that question because maybe we would have the tendency to say, yes, every godly young man should strive to be a leader, right? That's better than being a follower. And then as I got to thinking about it, I thought, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Like, if everybody's a leader, nobody's a follower. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's your syndrome. If line, everybody's right? super, then nobody nobody's will, yeah. super, right? If everybody's special, then nobody's special. But it's it's that idea of. We need some followers, and yeah. I don't think that every guy is cut out to be a leader in in you know in their work in the I church. Guess. There's a reason there's only a few elders. There's a reason not everybody's a minister. Like, not everybody is cut out to be a leader. And so, as I got to thinking about it, I don't think every godly young man should strive to be a leader in everything, in in the work in in in, in their workforce in the church in you know stuff like that does that make sense in their organization yep. you need some followers and you need some leaders so that was the first answer that i had to the question do you have anything to add to that i just say we need to stop looking at followers as a four letter word yeah it's not bad to be a follower we look at that as like oh you got the leaders and you got the weak followers and the sheep <laughs> right. god calls a sheep like that's okay that's okay there's there's parts of being a follower i think that are okay when it comes to our relationship with god the church right. things like that right so that's part a to the question but as i got to think about it even further then i started thinking However, even though all godly young men probably shouldn't strive to be leaders, I do think all godly young men should strive to have certain leadership traits. I agree. And the reason for that is because, as we've talked about a lot in this podcast, what is just about every young man going to be at some point? A husband and a father. Obviously right. not everybody, I understand that, but most Lord people willing. Yeah, that's are going to be a husband and a father. If you have no leadership traits and you don't strive for any of those things— you're probably going to do a lousy job of That's being right. a, a father and a husband. And so, in a way, every godly young man is going to lead because they're going to lead their family, right? I think that's a little bit different than the organizational leader, right? And so sure. what we wanted to start the episode with, and then I'll hand it to you for some of this and maybe to elaborate on what I mean by the leadership traits there, is that, no, you're not, not everybody's going to be a leader. We're going to talk about ways to excel as a leader and also ways to excel as a follower. However, what we want to start with is pretty much all of these that we're going to – these traits – you should adopt. You should strive to to, to attain because they're going to serve you really well in being a leader in your home with your wife and with your kids. Yeah. Like you said, everybody, hierarchy is just baked into life from God to government to elders yep. to, you know, and deacons, but over certain things, but elders over people to husbands to fathers, like hierarchy is built into life. Yeah. We have to get used to it. And like you said, Yes, we're going to be followers in one of those. Not everybody. Like, I suppose you could be the president of the world along with an elder, along with a father, along with a and husband. You get, you're yeah, still not God. Right. <laughs> like, you you know got to follow I mean? something. you got to yeah. follow something. So, yes, 
that part is relevant. But I think, you know, when it comes to striving for leadership, you've put together some really good, because I was trying to think of what I might even add, and I don't think I'd add anything to the list that you have here, some of the leadership traits. So we're going to go one by one, yeah. piece by piece on this. And again, this. we think every single one of, of you watching, listening should strive for these if you Correct. Don't have them. Should like, be striving. These are not ones like, well, if you're a leader, you should do these things. No, these are traits that to be a good father, to be a good husband, you should probably try to adopt. Because First Timothy 3, it talks about, yes, you have to desire the role of elder, but at the same time, and I think we've said this before, but like First Timothy 2, the end of First Timothy 2 is for every woman, right? Yep. In terms of that. So where is the, the role for every man? Every man should be striving to yep. be a an elder, deacon, type yeah to have some of those qualities even if they don't desire the role that's why he mentions at first off is we should all be trying you to should be still this. strive to meet the qualities. exactly we should all be yeah. above reproach but you know so we have multiple men to pick from we have too many men that sit back and go well i'm not going to be an elder so therefore i don't have to have any of these traits we strongly disagree so trait number one assertiveness assertiveness uh, why is assertiveness so important yeah so you see the guys, the, the the leaders that are kind of mousy in their leadership that are kind of like, well, what do you think? Yep. Or, you know, they, they try to make a stance and then the minute they get pushed back on it, it's like, well, yeah, you're right. Never mind. You know, maybe we shouldn't do that. And it's just they're wishy-washy. There's, yes. There's no assertiveness there. To One of the leadership traits that I think everybody needs if you're uh, to lead their family, you have to be assertive. You have to be... You know, to set the rules in the household, you have to say, no, we're going to do things this way. Right. Doesn't mean you'd be, let's get the qualifiers out of the way, right? Doesn't mean you're a dictator. Doesn't mean you're domineering. Doesn't mean you're anything like that. However, assertiveness is a key leadership trait because if you're not assertive, you're going to go whichever way the wind blows. You're going to be super wishy-washy and your family, and because that's what we're talking about here, is not going to, and in your church, if you're an elder, is not going, they're going to look at you as the guy that, man, he can't really make up his mind about anything. He's not assertive. We get in trouble for this. I hate servant leadership. I was going to go off on it. I hate the idea. Yeah. and I don't have that anywhere on here. Being a servant leader, I do not have that on our list. No. Well, every leader needs to be. Look, there's the idea of washing people's feet the way that Jesus did. Because that's what I always point to, right? Jesus washed people's feet. Why was it so monumental for Jesus to wash people's feet? Because he was assertive and he was a leader. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't do that. That comes later. Peter wasn't about to let him wash his feet. Correct. That comes later. That comes, like the servant part comes after you've established yourself as the authority. Jesus is the son of God. They all recognize us at this point. Well, he came to serve. Look, Jesus served a lot of people in a lot of ways, but at no point was his leadership question in doubt. And the assertiveness is, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And we're asking everybody else, and we're ultimately allowing the sheep to lead when God's called us to lead. And the assertiveness is this, you know, almost taking a survey of everybody and saying, or the lack of assertiveness rather, is taking that survey the and servant being a servant leader, thing, yeah. I'm going to push from the back. The term the term servant leaders or servant leadership is a cover for let me see what the ladies of the congregation want. Let's right. let's be real. Like that's ninety nine times out of a hundred that's it, exactly that, that what is it cover is. for let me not make many enemies. Let me let me go the easy route. Let yep. me let me take the even in the family. Let me cause the or cause the least uproar, right? Cause right. the least ruffle the least feathers by my decision. That's not a good leadership trait. Being assertive. Now, are you going to get some things wrong? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure, but you still need to be assertive in your decision because, again, I can't stress this enough. If you're not assertive in your decision, your wife and your kids, your church, they're not going to have confidence in you as a leader. Right. They're not going to have faith in you as a leader. If if a leader of a business, if my if a if a, a CEO of a corporation came into every single meeting and was like. Man, gee, guys, I honestly don't know. What do you think about this idea? <laughs> right. Maybe we could do this, or what, what do you guys think? 
how much respect would he have right. as the CEO of the company? Not like much. zero. So we need to move on, but this one is so key, and it's the reason that I put it first, is because this is so often missed because everybody does say, well, you need to be a servant leader. You just right. need to lead from the back. You need to you need to be a servant leader is what they always say. The premise is, is like the, the, the definition of servant leader is not what people think it is. Like, Correct. yes, you should be willing to serve like Jesus did as the leader. That's not what people mean usually. Know what you want and pursue it. And this is going to, that's what women want. Let's just call it as yes. it is. Women want an assertive guy. They don't want the guy who's asking them all the time because the women, that's not their role. The woman is to be the helpmeet, to follow. Yep. You ought to be assertive and to know. This is where we're going. Now, you may not, your wife may not like it. Hey, ask her what she thinks. Even that ultimately doesn't mean you choose it. Even as a kid, I would rather have a dad that is confidently asserting it. Correct. This is where we're going as a family. This is what we're going to do as a family versus the dad that's super wishy-washy. I'm going to briefly throw this one in because now that I'm thinking about it, and Go you have it. this on a couple other ones. We could fit it in with a couple other ones. Humble. I, I think a, Absolutely. a trait that every leader should have is humility. And what kicked me off on that is what you were saying about when you're wrong, own it. Yes. Be humble. That's We're going to keep it short, but just be humble. If you have... You know, if you have failed, be willing to say, yeah, that was a failure on my part. You don't lose all sense of self and all self-esteem goes out the window. No, you failed. That doesn't define you as a person, but be humble enough at least to say you failed. We have a lot of dads and a lot of parents and a lot of guys that are, basically, they've done no wrong. They've never in their life made a mistake because they never own it. That's not what a leader does. Own the mistakes you've made. Be willing to move on. Get us to number three. Yeah, so we've got assertiveness. We've got humility. The next trait that I would say for striving for in the leadership trait is is listening skills. Mm. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be good at listening. Right. Those two things are are (laughs) difficult for a lot of people. Uh, First of all, being willing to listen. A lot of people as a leader, unfortunately, just want to plug their ears and just go with whatever decision that they want to go with without listening. But then the other thing is you have to be good at listening. And that's that's tough as well. Like... Not just somebody starts to tell you what they think, and then before they even finish, you immediately, you know, kind of shut your brain off of listening to it because you think you they you think that you know where they're going with what they're going to say. Yeah. No, actually, stop, listen to them. We've talked about this before with uh, listening to your wife, and you know, similar in the sense that when you're leading your family, listen to your wife, yeah. listen to your kids. As as an elder, listen to the other elders. Listen, even listen to your congregation. What listening skills does not mean is listen and then whatever they say go with. Right. That's not what we mean. But listening skills is, I think, incredibly value valuable for a leader. Yeah, you have a lot of guys that just, you know, what'd you say? Right. Pay attention. It's right. the act of listening. It's and, and that comes with positive it's almost, sense almost, of self. Almost like being observant in a yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you're doing all the talking, and I, I keep saying I've mentioned this before. We've done a lot of episodes. Yeah, so yeah, if I've good. talked about it before, sorry. You're good. You're you good. know, yeah. It, it, yeah. Consider it. If you remember it, then consider it as a, you know, just a, a redo. But. You have the idea of like you're if you know in in a therapy session, if I'm saying everything and I'm never asking questions and I'm never listening, those are the worst therapy sessions for me. Yeah. Those are the ones that go poorly. It's because I didn't shut up. I ought to be listening. I'm the one that's supposed to help you come to the conclusions you're supposed to. We have too many guys that are too quick to speak and speak and speak and speak and, and let their part be known. And maybe that's part assertiveness, but they I'm glad you put these two together because they lack the listening skills to, yes, be assertive, but at the same time, be willing to listen, eye contact, sit here. What do they have to say? That doesn't mean it's going to rob me of assertiveness, but it does mean that I'm not just going to you know, plow right. through while not listening to anything they have to say. Well, let me talk about how these things pair together. The CEO walks into the board board meeting, the room where everybody makes the decisions. The, the guy that doesn't listen, he, he comes in. All right, guys, we're doing it this way, this way. Anybody have any objections? No? Okay, cool. Right. The guy that is that listens but is still assertive is the guy that goes around the room. You hear what everybody has to say. You consider. And then you assertively decide this is what we're doing. Yeah. 
maybe you let them sway your decision, maybe not, sure. but you 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 listen to what they had to Get say and you considered. And then you were assertive when you implemented it. That's yeah. the difference. But let's move on because we're, 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 we're uh, you you're know, good. Number we're going to spend a lot of time on this. Number four. Yep. Number four is vision. Seeing the bigger picture. Every guy should be should be able to have, and we realize, look, this is ideal. Not yep. every guy is going to have vision, and that's why there are followers and leaders. But I think every guy should strive to have it, specifically in the home. Yes. You have to know where you're going. And, and I was about to say, we talked about it before. We have. <laughs> but we true. have. We talked about it before. You have to have a vision for the future. You have to say... Hey, honey, we're doing this. I don't call my wife honey. Do you call your wife honey? I do not, I think, no. That's not, a, old, not a honey that's, that's user as a... I think you maybe babe. I, I call her love, yeah. I don't know who says honey these days. I don't days. know anybody. I don't know anybody. I, actually, shout out. I don't know if they watch or listen. They probably don't. Well, Hunter and Michaela. I, th- I have heard... Oh, do they? I've heard them use honey before. Okay, okay. Yeah. So somebody's still... They're keeping it alive. But you could say, darling honey. <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever, yeah. This is where we're going. And I'm telling you, that is so, such a an important thing for them feeling safe and them feeling secure in their relationship is because you have vision. Now, amplify this to where you're in front of a thousand people and you go, guys, you go, guys this is where we're going with it. Yeah. People want to see, I'm thinking past the end of my nose here. Yeah. I have an idea for where we're going tomorrow. We're not worrying about you know the anxiety of today is no trouble zone. I realize that. But there's also, hey, count the cost, man. Yep. Nobody goes out to battle without counting the cost. Nobody builds a, you know goes to build a building without counting the yep. cost. Count the cost, be aware of what it is, have well, that vision you, and see in the bigger picture. Because you need that in the family financially to yes. be able to have vision for, hey, where are we going to be when it's time to pay for colleges and all this stuff for kids? And like, you need to have that vision, but also spiritually, spiritually as we discussed time, before, yeah. like, how are we going to keep our kids faithful? How are we, I'm just going to take it day by day. Good luck if you're going to yeah, do exactly. that. Like, you need you gotta to know have where you're the going. vision. Right. And how are you going to get there? Exactly. Get number five. Actually, I want you to get us in number five because okay. you talked a lot about this. I think you're very good at explaining why this is important. But number five is authenticity, being genuine. Mm. Basically. Get us into why that's important for a leader. Yeah. Nobody likes the fake leader. Nobody yeah. likes the guy that's fake smiling, the guy that – because – Again, there's no security in that. A lot of these are going to go back to, can you help people feel secure in your leadership? Yeah. Are people comfortable and safe underneath you? People will be good followers when they know you know where you're going, and they know that they can trust you. And the authenticity is really what gets us into that of, I may have flaws, I'll be humble, number two, right? I'll be humble enough to admit my flaws, but that's the authenticity. Where we get it is either the guy that is cheap and fake and and not authentic in the least and nobody trusts him, or the guy that is self-deprecating and and so he just wants to create that authenticity so he's always wrong he's always don't be either side authentic is yeah i know i make mistakes but i know who i am and when you're genuine with people the smile is genuine the things that you have to say is genuine you know those that matters to people well and this goes back to what you brought up about owning a mistake that's off that's authenticity is when yeah yeah, i I messed that decision up that was that was not a good call by me and, and you own it rather than either excuse making or right. just kind of brushing it aside like, oh, you know, whatever. No, you own it. And that's authentic. And gen- And the other thing I would say about being genuine and authentic is this goes for your family. This goes for your congregation, especially this goes for if you're if you're a manager and leading people. You have to show that you care about them as a person. Mm. That's one of the, the super tough things about being a manager in business is that at the end of the day, because it's on your head, if something goes wrong, you care about whether or not they can do the job. Right. And you care about whether or not they're doing the job. You're doing the job well. That is going to be your highest priority usually. But what needs to come under that if you really want them to excel is you do care about them as a person. This is, right. this is what a lot of companies do really, really well and a lot of companies don't. They care about their employees because they care that their employees do the job well. Those yeah. two things are linked. And so I think that's part of being genuine and authentic is yeah. you're not just, hey, how, how are you doing just to kind of get it out of the way. No, hey, how's it going? How's, how's the job yeah. been this week? How's things been going with this assignment? And actually caring, I think that, that plays into you it You see as this well. at church, and I always ask people uh, – 
to say, hey, how's the week? It was okay. Just okay. Right. Just get Press a little bit more. You press yeah. a little bit more, right? There's that authenticity of like, I genuinely, I didn't just ask you how your week was because like, oh, good, good. All right, cool. See you. Right. Like, <laughs> no. How was your week? Tell me. What 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 happened? And that, that's what I'm getting at. Actually want to know. Yes. That's you have a curiosity it. there. Yeah. A genuine curiosity for their well-being. A genuine care for their well-being. A genuine curiosity about how things are. A leader has those. Yeah those traits it takes a second longer than you think right Right. it takes some intentionality there because we throw that on there too but that goes along with authenticity is intentionality next is optimism yeah so i'm gonna go for go on this one because shout shout out to my wife rachel she's great i was putting this outline together with her sitting beside me and i just i didn't have this one on here and i I was actually a little shocked i I asked her i was like what do you think are some good Uh, good leadership traits and she said Honestly, being optimistic and happy. And I, I told her, I was like, I think that's great. I think good that's a really good point. Shout because you have, again, the dad, the husband, the elder, yep. the, the manager. Um, they walk into the room and it's just gloom cl- or storm clouds. It's yeah. just gloomy. It's, gloomy rainy, doom, it's yeah. a rainy day. It's glass half empty. It's, man, things are not going great. That's not a leader I want to follow. Right. I like to think I'm a pretty optimistic person. And so naturally pessimistic people, I'm kind of repelled by them. Like they yeah. get on my nerves. I don't enjoy being around those people. To me, the best leaders are optimistic, not false optimism, not everything sunshine and rainbows all the time. Right, because they're authentic. Right, because right. they're authentic, but they're optimistic. They're optimistic about the future. They're I almost put joyful on here because then that ties into it as well. But they're yeah. they're joyful. They're happy. They're optimistic. I think again, shout out Rachel. I think that was a great point. If you want to be yep. a good leader in your home and your church or in your congregation as well. Be optimistic. I think that's a. I think that anything that's, to add to that. No, I'm so glad she put that in here because I was reading and I'm like, wow, that's pretty good, Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I what can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that one in the least. That's so true. Be optimistic. That's we talk about it in uh, therapy. Being client centered um, or client focused, where like you have un, uh, it's it's Carl Rogers unconditional positive regard is what they call it, which is basically you try to see the best in people. Yeah. You try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You try to help them stay positive in their life. And I think the the leader. That's part of the optimism. Well, positivity is infectious. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. infectious. And so you try to see the best in people. That's part of staying optimistic is not looking, not reading every situation is how it could go wrong, but what could go right. That's a great point. Next one's integrity or, or trustworthiness. Um, all of these. I think it goes with authentic. I think it goes with... But the I mean, integrity, I like that you said that because my parents used to have this on their, their nightstand. And it was, integrity is what you do when no one else is around to see it. Yep. And I thought, yeah, I try to do that. I try to live my life by that is, okay, even when nobody else is around, and especially as a young kid, boy, I took a baseball bat to that one because when nobody else was around, I was looking at porn. When nobody else is around, you have these thoughts that you really shouldn't have or whatever it may be. The integrity can really be hurt as a young guy because you start to wonder, am I some a man of integrity? Be the guy that thinks about, man, is my relationship with God right? Is am I And am I trustworthy? Can people trust me in the good times and the bad times when I'm alone? Am I doing what I ought to when I'm alone and nobody's pushing me to be better? Yep. That's integrity and that's the trustworthiness because if I can trust myself when I'm alone, I can trust myself when I'm around others and they can trust me internally. So that's what I read when you put that down. Well, it's one of those things that being in, having integrity and being trustworthy, I actually don't think it's teachable, mm. but I also think it's one of the easiest things to be. Like you just decide, I'm going gonna, I'm yep. gonna to have integrity. I'm not, if I'm, the, if I'm a father and a husband, I'm not going to go mess around with other women yeah, i'm not gonna if, lie to my wife i'm or... not gonna lie to my wife if i'm an elder i'm not gonna do bad things with the church's money i'm yeah. not gonna you know like it, it's 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 not i don't think like a lot of these other ones you could probably say are teachable like listening skills being assertive um yeah. even optimism you can is i guess what you might say is, is kind of teachable this one's not however 
you can just choose to be it's, so it's choose a to have integrity. Like it's a choose to be. We, we got into a discussion on Think Deeper recently about some of the guys in the evangelical community who got involved in nasty sex scandals. Yep. And one of the things that that I brought up is like. Is kind of cheesy. But it's like it's not that hard. Don't have a sex scandal. You know what I mean? Like have integrity. Be trustworthy. Right. It's one of those things you have to decide to be as a leader. I'm going to be the guy that is that everybody looks that looks at and looks to and says there's no skeletons in his closet. Right. Not that you're perfect or that you don't have anything you struggle with, but that you're not. Again, you're not going to mess around with it with other women. You're not going to mess around with taxes and, and do things that are that are dishonest. No, yep. you're an, you have integrity. I think that this one obviously super important for. Any of these roles, father, husband, elder, manager. The, the first part of an elder in, in what is it, first three one, I think, right off the bat is above reproach. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly this, is above reproach. People can look to you and go, it's a man of integrity. I yep. can trust him. He's trustworthy. Um, that comes from every part of life. That's not just doing it in the home. That's doing it all the time. It's doing it when you're alone, when you're in the home, when you're in your yep. church. You know, People know who you are when you're at work. Man, they tell. I've heard stories of like... Matter of fact, story that from Bear Valley they were talking about, and we can move on. Uh, they, uh, one of the teachers was talking about he went to put up a man for elder. Guy was just fantastic guy at church, always helping people and seemed to yep. know his Bible, involved in Bible classes there when the doors were open. But he wanted to do his due diligence, and so he went to work. Kind of started talking around, and they're like, "That guy, he goes to church." They're like, oh, no. what do you mean he goes to church? Yeah, he's he's like a pillar in the church. They're like, are you serious? He cusses people out all the time. It was a bad thing, man. Oh, like man. it was such a juxtaposition of him at work versus him at you don't know, don't be that guy. Yeah, be the guy that has integrity, double life just, kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. not just a church. You want to be that authentic guy. You want to be trustworthy. That people know I'm the same, man. I'm genuine. I'm I'm the same at work. I'm the same at home. I'm the same at church. Strive to be that. That's what a good leader. Those are be. the best uh, guys is, in the know, world. Exactly. Yeah. Last one. Godly. How could you? How could you not? Right. You know, have this as the last to wrap it up. Be godly. Be moral. Once again, a choice. This is something that you get to wake up every single day and decide. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to pick up my cross I'm daily. Pursue righteousness. I'm going to pursue right. righteousness. I'm going to get in His Word. I'm going to be praying to Him. I'm going to do the same with my wife. I'm going to be around guys that spur me on. I'm going to be at, be at church when the doors are open. I'm going to be involved in the process of godliness and of sanctification. Um, those are the best leaders. I mean, that's, that's, exactly that, that's like it. the number one trait. Okay, want to so let me, let's recap those real quick and yep. then we'll go into, and we'll hit these a little quicker because sure. we kind of hit around them. But um, leadership traits that everybody should strive for. It serves you well as a father, husband, elder, whatever. Assertiveness, listening skills, humility you brought up, um, vision, being able to see the bigger picture, authenticity, being genuine, being optimistic, being positive, um, having integrity, and then just being godly, pursuing righteousness. I think, again, these aren't optional. Being a right. leader, you could say maybe is optional in your business or whatever, but these traits, every guy, needs every these guy should strive for. So let's talk about quickly. We'll hit these quickly. Yeah. Ways to excel as a leader. Let's say, and this this can even expand beyond the home. Let's say you want to be a leader at your church. Let's say you want to be a leader at your place of work or whatever it is. What are ways you can excel? In addition to the traits we've already talked about, what are ways you can excel? And this first one very much ties into the assertiveness. Look, don't be a people pleaser. Don't make your leadership center around what's going to make the most people happy with me. What's going to make the least people mad at me. A lot of guys lead like that. They're terrible leaders. They're awful leaders. Like you look at coaches in the NFL. I don't like the guy. He cheats. But Bill Belichick is highly respected as Nick Saban. We use him as far as I know. He doesn't cheat. Um, one of the most highly respected college coaches ever. Yeah. You think his his uh when he gets there on Monday morning, he's like, okay, how can I make my players like me the most? Right. No, of course not. That's not how he leads. The worst leaders are the ones that are people pleasers. It's rooted in fear. 
I'm fearful of what other people think. Yep. I'm fearful of, of if they will reject me as a leader. Anytime you're running off of fear, you're running from something, not to something. Yep. Well, there goes your assertiveness and, and everything else, your vision. Number two, figure out how to encourage or motivate without being demeaning. And this is really difficult to do because you have the guys that are just jerks. Yeah, they motivate people. You'll, you'll see Michael Jordan's one of them, right? Yep. You hear if you watch The Last Dance, my goodness. Guy's a jerk. What man. a jerk. I mean, he would like pick fights with people at practice. No, Yeah, maybe he got the best out of people, but at what cost? Everybody hated him. His Hall of Fame speech, he's just ripping people nonstop. Oh, yeah. Well, you told me I couldn't, and I did it. And you told me I couldn't, and I did it. And it's like, wow, is that your whole life? Is the chip on your shoulder? But figuring out how to encourage to motivate people while without demeaning them is a key trait. I it's, think it, a key way to excel as a leader. It's like finding how to figuring out how to get the best out of people. Yes. Some people they need a kick in the pants, like a, maybe a, a more firm, harsh. Other people they need to be built up. Like yep. it's it's kind of knowing what people need and using that to motivate. Because again, I'm I'm thinking in the business world, you as a man, you need the best input out of your employees. Right. How do you get that from them? Encourage them, motivate them. Don't demean them, but but figure out how what motivates. And them. that's such a key point. Different people are different ways. This matters when it comes to child rearing. Yes, great. Your point. kids yeah. are. I'm telling you, I got three kids, and all three of them, and you're probably seeing already with Brooklyn. I mean, she yeah. may have a little bit of her own personality, like completely different so kids. Different. Yeah. So motivating Harrison is completely different than motivating Lachlan, and and the discipline structure is different, and, and the encouragement structure is different. Like. You will need this if you're going to have kids. So you may look at it and go, well, I'm not going to be leading a ton of people. Make sure that you figure out how to encourage and motivate people separately and really pay attention to them. I'd say third, don't lower your expectations. That's So real quick, I put this one after the last one we did because some people might hear encourage and exhort your people mm, meaning like, yeah. oh, no, it's okay that you didn't hit your assignment. Don't worry about it. Just do better next time. Right. That's not what I mean. Right. Don't lower your expectations that's such a as point. a leader. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify no, 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 that. That's, that's what I mean. Point. Like when you're leading people and if they see that if you don't get the job done, you're going to constantly, like with kids even, like yeah. you miss curfew, no worries. Just make sure and, and be be back by, by this time next time or, or whatever it is. I'm just, that was the that first thing in my head. Well. Yeah, like, oh, you watch that much TV? Well, just don't do that again. Like, no, raise those, like make sure you keep your high expectations oh, yeah. in, in whatever your leadership capacity is. Low expectations actually is very hurtful because oh, yeah. when you look at it, I deal with people in therapy that had the expectations that were impossible to hit. I also deal with people in therapy that had such low expectations, it was basically neglect. That's what you get into is you yep. neglect other people. Well, I didn't think they could do it, so I just lowered the expectations through the floor. What does that tell you? Right. What does the other people feel, you know, the other person feel from that? Like they didn't think highly in me enough to think I could hit it. That hurts too. So make sure you're not lowering yep. your expectations. Great point. Um, fourth, don't make yourself the exception. What do you mean by that? So what I'm what I'm when I put that down, what I mean by that is like you have it's tied to the expectations. You expect a certain thing out of everybody else, but you don't have to do it because you're the mm. leader. No, those are those, and and so I guess this ties into the servant leadership thing that we already kind of bashed a little bit. But it's the idea of you've got the manager that's still scrubbing the floors, even though that's not his job. Yeah, you've got the 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 you know, he doesn't he doesn't think he's above the law. I guess is my yeah. point. Like he's still expected the standard that he holds everybody else to. He holds himself to that standard as right. well. Like he's not the exception. Like well, I don't really have to do that. That's not a good leader either. You see this in parenting a lot too. I mean, t- speaking of the home. Guy holds his wife to high expectations of what she needs to do or how she needs to treat the kids, and he doesn't do it. Like that's the quickest way to losing people, to losing followers, is to do. I I think that's a great point to lose like st- your yeah to lose your standing. Basically, it's like sticking you a 
a, a phone restriction on your kids. Like, hey, don't have your phone out at dinner. And then you get your phone out at dinner. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about kind of on a minor level. But that's what exactly what I'm getting at. Like, you're not the exception. Right. If you're – set the example, I guess would be a better way to put that. Um, the next one that I had, and then I'll let you I'll let you hit the last one. Sure. Constantly be mindful of growth. And what I'm talking about is not even necessarily like your company's growth. Personal growth. Hmm. How can you get your people to grow in – Honestly, like as 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 people, we should always be growing. This is a big point of contention for us in this podcast of like always be looking for ways to grow. As a leader, your mindset should not be, man, how can we keep the status quo? How right. can we just keep everybody the exact way that they are? The best leaders are the ones that, man, how can we get better? How can yeah. we improve as a family spiritually? How can we improve financially as a company? How can we grow numerically? Whatever it is. Yeah. Think about growth and constantly think about or constantly be mindful of growth and never just awesome. Let, let's just maintain. Let's just keep the same level of spirituality. Let's just keep the – no. Right. Constantly think about growth. Stagnation is death. Yes. If you're stagnant, you're going backwards basically. Right. But I'm going to say on the last one, it ties in. Be a shining light in people's days. If you're constantly the guy that's pushing for growth and nothing is ever good enough, yep. you're not the shining light, are you? You're the guy when they walk in the room, it's like, oh, I'm never good enough. And – like you said, if whether you're leading a company, a Fortune 500 company, or in just your home with your kids, this will come back to haunt you. Yeah. If you are the guy that when they walk in the room, I was never good enough for my dad. I just was never, I could never please him enough because he always needed something more. I mean, I remember that that story um, about the kid that scored four goals in a hockey game. I'll never forget that. And his dad came up. They lost 5-4. He scored four of the goals. Nobody else helped him. He came up. Why didn't you score five? You should mm. you should have had five or six. Like, you guys mm. lost the game because you didn't score enough. Yikes, yeah. Are you serious? This kid is 12, man. Like, are you serious? <laughs> but, you know, constantly. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what Will's saying. The constant push to be better is don't allow the stagnation, the laziness to really settle yeah. in. Of we're good enough, well, that's when you're moving backwards. At the same time, it's a fine balance between that and always, like, it's never good enough. Right. You know, your kid does something, and instead of praising them, it's like, oh, it's got to be better. Be a shining light in people's days. When you walk in the room, it's like, oh, man, that's great. He's here yeah. to encourage. He's also here to motivate. I think that's, we see it in Deion Sanders. Yes. You see the encouragement, but my goodness, you see motivation. People every look at time. him, and they want to be better. Exactly. I'm reading uh, Truett Cathy's book right now, mm. the uh, founder of Chick-fil-A, and of course, he, he's no longer with us. He passed away. But that's one of the things that you read about, not even just in his book, but reading about him is that, man, he walked into the room, he walked into, into board, into uh, meeting rooms. He, he's just trying to brighten everybody's day. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it wasn't a matter of, let me just, you know, try to, you know, kiss everybody's rear end type of thing. It was, no, how can I make somebody's day better? How can yeah. I be a shining light? Now he had high expectations. He built Chick-fil-A to be the biggest fast food company, not the biggest, I guess, but like one of the most well-run fast oh, food yeah. companies in the world. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, you walk in the room and you do have your expectations high. You do have certain things. You're assertive, yeah. but you're also part of the optimism. You're a shining light. So we spent a lot of time on the leader part because it is important. It is. Let's briefly hit ways to excel as a follower mm. because as we talked about, not everybody's going to be a leader in the church. Right. Not every guy is going to be a leader at their company, at their at their place of work. Uh, not everybody's going to be a leader in, I don't know, politics or whatever. Yeah. Like we need followers. And so – Joe, if you want to hit the first one, then I'll move on from there. Yeah, sure. Ways to excel as a follower. Yeah. Recognize and respect the proper chain of authority, basically, the the, the yeah. hierarchy of authority here. Instead of being, and I'll just roll it into yeah, the second one because yeah. I kind of added it, and it, it's per, this point already makes the point, but don't seek to be the guy that is leading the coup, the leading chorus the rebellion, rebellion yeah. right? Like, I think I could do it better. Look, sometimes we just need to be a leader or need to be a follower and learn how to do that before we can be a leader. So you look in the church, maybe you want to be an elder. Look, if you're not an elder, 
Don't start making like, and we just saw this in a congregation in Colorado where we didn't like what the elders did, so we split and we just started our own congregation. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Like, yeah, if you're going to be yeah. a, a follower, make sure you recognize the proper chain of authority. And if you're not at the top of the hierarchy, submit accordingly. Place, submit accordingly. Yes. I mean, that's what I was thinking when I put that down is like, if you're not a leader, okay, fall into place as a follower, like recognize that's and right. respect. So the next one that I had was don't be abrasive. Basically, don't be difficult to deal with. Don't mm. be abrasive is what I put down. Don't be difficult to deal with. And again, right. as Rachel and me were talking about, as Rachel and I were talking about this, she said, like, make it easy on your, on those who are leading you. Like, as elders, as you just brought, brought that up, I'll use that as an example, your congregation can make it super difficult on you if, if they want. Like, they can oh, yeah. really try to, versus the congregation, the people who work really hard to, to, to make it easy on the elders in the sense that they're serving and they're, they're doing right. things that they're supposed to. Same thing in the family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, your kids, your wife, they can make it difficult on you. If you're following, if you're a follower, ways to excel, don't be abrasive. Don't be yep. difficult to deal with. This last one, and I'll let you kind of, no, I know you'll, I know you'll have it. a comment on here as well. I uh, said, don't have the if mindset, which is, I'll follow them if. Yep. If they do things the way I think they should do them. If they do things this way. That's so cute. If, they're, if they don't abuse their authority. You as a leader should not abuse your authority, granted. But if you're a follower, you don't get to have the if mindset. Yep. You're, you're following. You're, if, you're, if you're a wife, we've hit this before, you are submitting to your husband regardless of if you, if you think he's doing it the right way. Yeah. If you're a member of a congregation, and you're, I really don't agree with that elder decision. If it's not a doctrinal, spiritual decision in the sense that like he's compromising doctrine, guess what you got to do? Submit. You got to follow. You got to yeah. submit. That's the if mindset that a lot of people have. Well, I'll follow if they do things the right way. That's not right. That's assuming you like everything that they do. Yeah. Newsflash. Well, that's assuming I, also that you know the best way for everything. That's exactly it. I don't like everything that I do. Right. So there's exactly. no way I'm going to like everything that they do. doesn't matter. Right. doesn't matter because... You know, I want my kid to submit whether he likes it or not. Dude, you don't get ice cream at 11 p.m. I'm sorry. Like, you should have been in bed an hour ago. Yep. I'm not, you don't get to stay up and, and watch Bluey and eat ice cream. <laughs> well, Dad, come on, you know, sorry. Right. What, first off, servant leader, no. Like, oh, I should I'll go nice. skip your ice cream I'll for go, you, son. That's yeah. exactly, no. Like, assertive, you have your standards, but the, of course he doesn't like it. He still needs to submit. Why? Because I'm his father, because God put me in charge of that. My wife, I may look to move across the country, and it's like, honey, I don't want to do that. There we go, honey, again. Like, I don't want to do that. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Once we figure it out, this is the best option. This is where we're going. She doesn't have to like it to follow, to submit. Yep. Same thing in church. Your elders are going to do something. You're going to go, really? That's the decision? Why'd they go with that guy? You see it specifically like preacher searches, right? Like, oh, they yeah. picked that preacher. I'm out of here. They didn't put me on the committee? Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> are you kidding me? Why is there a preacher search committee? But anyway, <laughs> I won't go off Digress, on that. Digress, yeah. I could get in trouble. But... I love this idea, especially as we're looking to wrap up. Don't have the if mindset. If they do things the way that I want, if they please me in the right way, that's not a follower. Yeah. That is that is you leading from on high in the servant leadership. They're supposed to do what I want. No, they're not. I don't get to tell God how to lead. I don't really get to that's tell exactly the government right. how to lead either. We are because Americans. you're not going to do that with God. Like I'll, I'll follow God if no, no. If you're getting into that, you are in dangerous territory, deep trouble, right? Deep trouble. But you, this is the American mindset. We, the people, are the government. Give me a break. We're still believing that? <laughs> Seriously, at this point, we're still yeah. believing that? Like, these people dictate so much of our lives. We like to think that we, as the people, have all of this power. We pull it into the church. Oh, we pull we it into the home. The church, and yeah. so we like to think we have the power. No, sometimes it's good to just be a follower. Again, it's not a four-letter word. As we as we wrap here, because we're 35 minutes in, so we got we to gotta end here. I appreciate everybody staying with us. Leadership traits, being a leader is great. Like, I, I do think young men should gravitate more towards being a leader than toward being a follower. Because, again, you're going to... You're going to inevitably be one as a father and as a husband. Yep. And if you are striving to be to meet the qualifications of an elder, 
I think you should be an elder. Like, that's what we need. I mean, goodness knows we don't have very many qualified men yep. in the church. Like, we should be reaching for that. And if you hit the qualifications, be an elder. Like, that's what we need in our, in our churches. Yep. And so I do think we should be gravitating towards leadership. And so that's why we spent so much time on these are the ways to excel as a leader. These are the traits you need to, to attain. But if you're, if you're not going to be, and we understand not everybody's going to be, these are ways you can excel as a follower. And so if you're yep. listening um, and watching, comment, you know, if, if we miss things, because maybe you have had experience as a leader or you've, you've had experience with somebody else who was a leader that did something really poorly or did something great that maybe That's we right. left out and said that would be really good to include as well. But I think we're going to wrap right there because yep. this was a, a bit of a lengthier episode. But listen, we're going to be lead, leading and following is such a big part of life. It is. And as guys, it is incumbent upon us when we lead our families to lead them well. And so if there are traits in here that maybe you don't have, things you need to work on, work on them. I and we're still working on some of the listening skills. I'm not great at it. I will go ahead and admit, I've got to get better at that. My wife, again, she's watching this. She will uh, comment, <laughs> yes, absolutely, he needs to get better Optimism, at it. Optimism. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's something that, I mean, there's a lot of these things that we're still working on. But that's, that's all that I had to, to say to kind of wrap this episode is gravitate towards leadership and definitely gravitate towards these traits. Anything else you would add? No. No, I think that's good. We're, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it right there. Awesome. We'll but, wrap uh, there. Man, big 40 coming episode next 40 time. Coming episode up. 40 right. coming up. So We may or may not have a few surprises in we store might. for episode 40. So We might. Stay tuned. Yeah, That's one go. week from now. But we'll wrap right there. This has been episode 39 of the Godly Young Men podcast. Thanks for watching.